And now we're live. And we're talking to Nate. Our audience, my audience, is not our audience, Nate. I don't know why you're why walking you around so here selfish? acting like you, it's your audience now. I don't know why you, you come on the my show. You come to my show and you act like, is that, am I doing a good Godfather? I never saw the movie. No, you're doing a really bad one. Is that The Sopranos or is that The Godfather? I was neither. Well, what is it? It was just bad. Oh, it was just bad. Okay. <laughs> it was just bad, yeah. You come this to, is why they're mine. You come to my house, you come to my home, and you come on my podcast. <laughs> I'm quoting directly from the movie. And so he you says come that. to me in your time of need. I can't even do it. Yeah, you it's can't just, do it. You ha- what you have to do is you have to put four cotton balls in your cheeks, and then you, you have the sound. You, come you got to the me. Marlon Brando You come down. to me. In my home. <laughs> it's so bad. It's it, so bad. It's the Jewish godfather. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Look, we're joined by Nate. You know, you were a crowd favorite, actually. Oh, really? I got good feedback about your episode. Cool. People think you're smart. They're wrong. They are. They think that. I'm good at fooling people. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> you read a lot of books. And you're articulate. People think that's smart. So, we're talking about media consumption today? Yes. Do you think in the future we could uh, we could have a, a broader subject? Because I don't how media consumption. Yeah, I know. So, I really kept it so narrow that we're hardly going to have. Anything I don't know to how talk we're going to talk about this for more than ten minutes. I know, you know. I know. So we're including, and I only included every single form of media known to man. What I'm actually so. going to try and do, like, I think that well, like I was thinking about the subject, and I was like, how long is it going to take for me to change the trajectory of this straight to porn? We're just going to get to porn as quick as possible. I don't think it would be hard if you put a little elbow grease, a little effort. A little elbow grease. Elbow grease was the good, wrong. Good lubrication. Yeah, it was the wrong. I made it too easy. And Look, now Dave, we're, all, we're already there. <laughs> we're, in, we're in the porn category. Already. Okay. Well, let's see. I'm actually, why don't you talk just for a second? Why don't you talk? Yo, what's up? Let's talk about some pornography. Okay, now we're good. We're, okay, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't coming in too loud, but it's coming in fine. Cool. Um. Anyway, our audience will be my audience. Why do you keep saying that? <laughs> my audience will be thrilled that we're not outside because the crickets were annoying everyone. We're actually you got a gym in your house. Does your mom do something with you? Anyway. Yeah, like my mom's like a fitness trainer and shit. But they, we just wanted a little gym. It's, it's hardly a gym. There's a elliptical and a treadmill and there's a few weights. Okay. And it's in the all the way upstairs. It's a good room though. Yeah, this is a lot a, of natural light. Come, I like reading in this room. This would be a good reading room to read in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Writing room as well. I read and write in this room. Yeah. And that was alliteration. Let me ask you something. Technical grammatical question here. That's what <laughs> I'm Highbrow stuff. This is what I'm worse at is the technical. <laughs> okay. What did I just say that I said was alliteration? I said reading, writing room. But is that alliteration? Because writing starts with the W. I don't think so. So it doesn't Reading, count? writing, room? I mean, it's a, the three in a row, like you make the same sound. I don't know. I really don't. But I, I was hoping you would know. You I thought you were smart. I thought you were smart. What happened? No. I mean, like, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know about worthless shit. Okay. Ask well, me about falconry. <laughs> well, this is, okay. I will, we'll, we'll do a whole episode on falconry. Yeah. Okay. So listen, we're going to, we're going to have weekly episodes. It's going to be a weekly that. installment of story time with Dave. Featuring Nate. It's a weekly installment. Because it works. And if it works, do it. That's my tagline. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, a while ago, I I was obsessed with this. Like, using my time effectively. But this was when I had a full-time job. Now that I don't have a full-time job, I'm unemployed. I've been a bit more... um, 
a bit less responsible with my time, but I've still been using it pretty well. Like I didn't start playing video games again. If this was a different time, let's say it was three years ago, I probably, if I didn't have a job, I didn't have to go to school, I'd be playing video games all the time. Might be watching a little Netflix here and there. It would be a very ineffective use of my time. Yeah. But when I had the job, I had so little time to myself that I really wanted to use it as well as possible. So I was, it was occupying a lot of my mind. My mind space was like strategizing ways. To use time effectively. Yes. And then this fed into this idea of media consumption where I was like, if I only have a, if I have a very finite amount of time throughout each day, when you take away the time from the nine to five job and you take away the time from comedy, which just in the act of doing it usually takes minimum two hours, like to go to, to the place. mic, perform, probably you'll wait for some people. Usually you might end up longer. hanging around. I mean, it depends how far yeah, you're commuting. To exactly. Get to place. If it's an hour away, the mic, you might be making a three to four hour commitment conceivably, probably more like three hours. And then still. what are you doing in between there? Yeah, it's like, yeah, what are you doing? Like, so that's what I was thinking. It's like, what what would be the best way to use my time in terms of consumption when I'm not at work and when I'm not at comedy? So, okay, we'll go through some ideas because I have been writing about it. And so this can be like a rubric for us or whatever. Sure. Did I use that right? Rubric? Yeah. I don't know. Rubric? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. It's not. It's not important. Okay, so this is what I wrote about, okay? A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Um, but I'll just explain it to you. You don't have to look at it. You don't have to look at it. Sure. Okay. We're here. We're locked in. No, I've been thinking a lot about how to use time effectively also. Well, what have you been thinking about? Well, uh, I'm just trying to fill my time with the, the things that I like doing. Like, uh, so I have been, uh, trying to listen to useful media, uh, trying to read more, trying to, I've been skating more. I think it's good to have something physical. I've been drawing more. Like, I've been trying to, like, sort myself at activities and not be as idle. And, like, I'm slow at I'm slow at work. So, mm-hmm. when it's slow and it's not going to, I'm not going to be, like, wasting. Like, I can still do my job, but these months are the slow ones. So, it's like, I should be reading. I should, like, set a goal and read that much. That's a, a good day. idea. I should be writing. I should be trying to do something. Yeah. So, I split it into two groups in terms of, like, time usage And then this is with the goal of being a comedian, right? With that in mind or something along those lines. So I suppose for different people, it would be different things. Like this wouldn't apply to someone who wants to be an athlete. They probably have a way different time usage breakdown. I am doubtful that they would even do it. Probably like their coach would do it for them or something. Yeah. But then they're thinking, yeah, but then, but then you can think about it in this sense. This would be a good analogy. You have the exertion aspect which would be practice and physical conditioning, and then you have recovery aspect. If you have a good um, mentor or trainer, then they're gonna include the recovery aspect. And then this dichotomy that I was thinking about is like, you have creation and you have consumption. You can't have one or the other. Like, I was for a while just writing a lot. Yeah. Because I always like writing more than reading. Like. When we had to read for school, I would just read the spark notes. I didn't have to read the whole thing. And then my writing could get me to pass with a good grade usually. Yeah. It's like my, I'd just be able to bullshit through the writing and then I am getting B's and A's sometimes without reading the thing. I didn't like reading. Yeah. But then I kind of tried to apply that to like comedy in a sense. And, and it was a lot of like wasteful consumption 
that didn't like accent the what creation. What do you mean wasteful consumption? I'll explain in a second. So like I was kind of going for mostly creation, but these two things like balance themselves. It's like there's a, there's in would be consumption, media consumption. That's yeah. what goes in. And then the output is the writing. That's the creation. And this could be for drawing or whatever, anything. Um, not anything, as I just said, but whatever. <laughs> Lots of things. Lots of things. Okay. This is what I mean. So for a time, most of my consumption was video games. That is not the type of consumption that's going to benefit my writing whatsoever. Right? Like that was my consumption or would be watching like sports center. I think that a lot of it, like, uh, I like, I would argue that like video games, like there are some video games that have like more substance to them than I others. wasn't playing those video games. I know. Yeah. That's what I mean. But mm -hmm. like, uh, you can very easily like TVs the same way. Like you can go and like, you can turn like any TV show on that you've seen a million times and just like kind of watch it mindlessly. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm trying to like watch new things. Exactly. And that's what you, I think I'm trying to be healthier about, like not healthy, like it's not unhealthy to go and watch the drama again, but it's fun. It's fun to have, they're the, that's the Cheetos of watching TV. Like, yeah. But I'm trying to like watch like classic movies. I'm trying to read like classic books. Like I'm trying to like see things like there's a reason that they're classic. Yeah, know? dude. Yeah, I agree. Well, okay. You're getting ahead of us, but not by fault of your own. You know, you're just intuitive. That's what it is. You're intuitive. But that's kind of where I was heading with it because I, it helps you inspire you instead of like uh, just being a mindless thing to yeah. pass time. What I was doing were all these mindless things. So there was a lot of um, Heroes of the Storm, which is like League of Legends. It's like a mindless video game. There's some strategy involved, but it's not the same as like. A game like Skyrim, where there's it's like, like a, yelling at twelve year olds. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of yelling. There are like one player. Like I love The Witcher. That game had an awesome storyline. It was like reading a book. Yeah, but playing through it. I like to think that they can be like reading books. Like there are some like games like Bioshock, where like I just read like uh, Dracula, and Dracula's like this like you, the storytelling is all disjointed, like from different characters like diaries and shit like that. And like when you play. Bioshock, you have like all of the different audio books that you find around, so everything's yeah. like disjointed, and then like the environment of the game also like lends itself to the story, and like so like I do like to think I like to pretend that some video games have more artistic merit than others, like just playing Call of Duty with your friends, it's like that's a pastime. Of course they do, they totally do, and even Call of Duty, in the earlier days, had pretty good storylines for like. A this war for shooters. They did. Yeah. They did. Because when good. I started playing video games, it was Final Fantasy. Yeah. And that involves some reading and like there are characters. And I mm -hmm. like my favorite part was the story. And like. Well, if you want to get in depth with a lot of these games, there's a really. It's like. It is like a full length novel of content that they have within the game. If you want to read everything and all the lore mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And then that makes it really interesting. It's kind of like J.R. Tolkien's shit. Yeah. Like even The Last of Us, you take all the cutscenes, there's a video on YouTube, and all of the cutscenes from The Last of Us equal about one movie. The video game is like a 13-hour like game. Right. But like also, it like during the time that you're not watching the cutscenes, which I would argue would be like a good movie by themselves, 
you're also like the characters are talking like to each other and like the environment also plays a role in like mm -hmm. the story so like you know i think that video games can be like a i don't think that they're necessarily a bad media to consume no it's like they they but they could be they very yeah easy for me they were mm -hmm. so that's why i cut them out basically those MMORPGs will kill you. Exactly, dude. Oh, man. You're talking to a guy who played World of Warcraft for years. Okay? Can you, like, know slash time? This. Like, if you type slash time in World of Warcraft, does it tell you how long you've been playing the game? Well, one of my... My first account got banned. That probably had a lot of time on it. So do you I get use banned like from you use everything. Like, <laughs> I'm going to actually jot down that note. Were you saying that I got banned. about works and shit again? <laughs> no, I said something really horrible. <laughs> because some guy, dude, crazy. Two times in my video gaming career, someone called me a noob. And this one, this time I was in eighth grade. I didn't even know I knew these words. It might have been seventh grade. And I just, this guy whispered me and he called me stupid. He called me a noob. So I sent him a message that was just. It was like the worst thing you could fit in as many letters as you were allowed to put in a message. You already had the economy of words down. Yeah, I whispered him. I whispered him slash W or slash R. Whisper is like probably whisper. the gayest way. Like, yeah, I know, like, I know. Yeah, like I and like, it's pink. Yeah, when you whisper someone in World of Warcraft, the text is pink. So that's perfect. But basically, I whispered him, and I said the worst things I knew at the time, which was enough to get banned. For how long? Just permanently? Forever. My whole account, man. Your whole character? Yeah. And you pay like you pay them fifteen dollars yeah, a month. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I had like a level forty-eight troll shaman. I had a level thirty dwarf rogue. I so was you were you were a it. troll. Sorry. It was <laughs> a, uh, yeah, I was a troll. I was a troll. His name was Tambano. Oh, I missed Tambano, dude. But then I also had I had like three different accounts at different times. Not because I got banned from the other one, but I just like forgot the password so do you view that as uh, just a big chunk of life wasted i mean it's not yeah and that doesn't even <laughs> on, that doesn't even include the private servers because there's private servers you can play on they're free they're also about to add we've gotten a little we're going a little sideways here but like we also like they're about to do the like the og servers oh they they're they're live oh they are now classic world okay. of warcraft classic yeah Okay, we'll talk about video games another time, Nate. Please let me write this note really quick. World, it's not even that funny. It's wild, but band. it could be. It could be in the right context when I'm talking about all the things. It's also I've been fine because for. you're not that funny. Oh, I'm <laughs> hilarious! How dare you, listeners? If you see Nate in the streets, you curb stomp him. You you <laughs> kick him in the shins. Well, listen, I am actually, and I'm not the type of guy you would think who's getting banned from all these kind of things, right? What I think you, you think? go out of your way to do it now. <laughs> uh, I am going to withhold comment Okay, slash whisper me later Yeah, I will, I will Oh, you know what we should do? Because you said you want to interview people, right? You want to do an interview? I do You should get interview me on my podcast But like you're a hard-hitting journalist And you're asking about me getting banned from these things That would be fun That'll, We'll talk about it after I the I like episode. the idea of doing it as like a, like a, a snooty NPR person Yeah, oh no, no, I want you to be a snooty CNN person. Okay. No, no, no. Like a like a CNN journalist trying to make a name for themselves <laughs> and trying to get lots of YouTube clips and like shut me down. I want some Jewish blood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, this will be that'll be funny. That'll be funny. Or you could do it like a snooty NPR person. It's it'll be your choice, and I'll just go into it, and we'll just see what happens. We'll figure it out. Well, it'll be fun. Okay, so 
this is basically it. This is what I was talking about. You can't. Okay, so it's there's this is well, I called it something fancy, which is pompous, but that's the kind of guy I am. I called it the media, right? This media uh-huh. justification process. Ooh. Is that that pompous? It's not that bad, right? It's not. It could be. I was. Expecting it could be worse. worse. Okay, then that's good. Then that's good. But I'm basically like, okay, I'm. This feeds into what you were saying about how well there's some games that are good. There's some video games that are good. There's some TV shows that are good. Justification process. So I started going through this like mental process where like if I'm doing something, if I'm consuming, I would want to justify it in my head. Yeah. In, in some way, in some way, it could even be kind of a cheap justification, but I have to find some, some be a way that I'm, I'm going to do something. Yeah, I have a reason at least it. mildly reasonable that will justify what I'm doing. That's, that's been my strategy. It's been working a lot better because I find myself reading a lot more or just not, not playing useless video games or watching sports center, which is just. I used to watch First Take all the time. These are guys who never played sports. And yeah. they're arguing about what might happen in future <laughs> sporting events. Yeah. Or what happened in, in sporting events past. I never understood how people could understand, like, know all the names for, like, all the characters and, like, the fantasy shit that I like. And then also know all the sports names. It's like, how do you fill your head with all of this information, you know? Like, it's Dude. <laughs> I used to know I, don't know. I used to want to be one of those guys. I used to want to be on ESPN and shit, be a sports caster. Yeah. And so I used to know like names and numbers, like statistics, like exactly how many yards that guy that ran. That kind of shit just that goes season. in one year and out the other. That's the me. other thing. It's like I, I find certain things really hard to retain and memorize, and then I found that stuff super easy to memorize and retain. Like years, yardage. If we're talking about like a running back, I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, Emmett Smith, you know, 2001, he rushed for uh, 1,648 yards or whatever. I don't know. It's not right anymore. I don't remember this shit. But this is when I was like 11. I could tell you You could stuff. tell me Emmett Smith was the name of a poet and I would believe you. Well, he was a running back poet, the first of his kind. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the repeated blows to the head Actually. were not enough <laughs> to, to stifle... His poetic His creative genius. countenance. <laughs> okay. So so this is what I was thinking. Like, you can't create all the time. Like, ideally, if you could, it, being a comedian, you want to just spend all day writing. Like, yeah. six hours a day writing. I mean, this is what novelists do, a lot of them. If they're working on a book, maybe not six hours a day, but they'll write for like four hours a day. Some of them write for eight hours a day. Like, it's a full-time job. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, if you could, you'd want to write like it's a full-time thing and then go out and perform like it's a, full, like it's a, you can't really do that like it's a full-time thing, but to, to, to the extent that you can, you'd want I mean, to do that. Apparently Jerry Seinfeld does it, but I think writing comedy is definitely different than writing a novel. You have like to come up with something funny and I think that that's a little bit harder than just like kind of like if you st- come up with an, an original idea for a novel and then you kind of start writing it, you can just kind of take away the big chunks and like you have a flow of a story exactly like in joke writing there's a lot more thinking and a lot less flowing yeah through the material you can't just go yeah in a novel like you might play out a scene and you're like these two characters are gonna have an argument about this and then you could just type it away in like 20 or even like just sit there for an hour you'd be typing the whole time basically with only taking a few 
You need to be careful, more careful minutes. with the words, and you need to have like this has to be funny, and it not only has to be funny, it has to be like this is where they're gonna laugh. Yeah, word economy and all that stuff. Yeah, like yeah, stopping points. And I listened to an interview with uh, Capote, and like they were talking Who's to Capote? him, Truman Capote, okay. who wrote in Cold Blood, uh, and there's a movie about him too. Uh, he's just a, he's a novelist. But they they were talking to him about writing, and he was like, "Oh, I love all kinds of writing. The only kind of writing that I wouldn't ever want to do is comedy," <laughs> <laughs> which I found funny. Like novelists, like will avoid. He's a bitch ass. Yeah, man. He's a bitch ass. You know what? Okay, so that was offensive. I could have said bitch ass pussy. It might not have been bitch ass n word, which is exactly what I meant. Wait, what? that was was like you were reading a script (laughs) wait hold on a minute (laughs) okay so so one is that you can't this is what i call the creation problem i was writing it like a philosophical oh my god God. no but i knew but i knew what i was doing when i was doing it what was it the creative it's tongue-in-cheek. It's tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Okay? Creative problem. It's tongue-in-cheek. I'm not taking it seriously. The creative problem. Oh, my God, Nate. Nate! <laughs> leave me alone, dude. Leave me alone. Seriously, you're bullying me. He's Can bullying we, me. You want to plug your If you see him book? in the streets, I'm inciting violence directly through my podcast on, onto Nate Bennett. Dave, I'm banning you from your own podcast. He looks like... He looks like, how dare you? But you know what? I would expect it at this point. I would expect it. He looks like Eminem. Yeah. With a beard. Sometimes M has a beard. He look, You look like Slim Shady. You look like Eminem. I do have a little Slim Shady. Yeah. I got the Slim Shady vibe going okay. on. But the other thing is you need a perspective. This is number two. One is that you can't write all the time. It's just not reasonable. It's not practical. You, you can't, can't write, write all well time. all the time. You no. You write yeah. all the time. It doesn't mean you're writing yeah. anything that's going to help anything. But you gotta, you need a perspective. So how do you shape the perspective? Well, you have to consume. That's like how you generate your perspective. I mean, it's like really, you're just getting a collection of information. I mean, I don't know if you started listening to part two or reading part two of Thus Spoke Zarathustra. Did I you get into it at all? I started doing it. The one that I remember the most is when he's talking about the tarantulas. I liked that, that part, that speech a lot. I didn't even get to that part. Um, it's towards the beginning of part two. Okay, um, but the, you remember the part when he's like, um, what did he say? He's like, you, he's like, forget about me. He's talking to his disciples. Mm-hmm. And he's like, forget about Zarathustra. I don't you know? remember that part. Okay, maybe you didn't, maybe I don't remember the tarantula part and you just didn't get to this part. Yet. I don't think that I would have because I haven't read a lot of part two. Yeah, so, was... you, well, this is, it's a great part. It's. Part two is like really awesome so far, even though I completely missed the tarantula part. But I was driving around and maybe someone cut me off and I was in the middle of cursing them off when he was went through the tarantula part when I was listening. Yeah, Could you have be. a little bit of the road rage. Yeah, <laughs> that's the worst part about driving and audiobooking is when I get road rage and then I just tune out. But anyway. I think there's something funny about listening to philosophy in your car and like they're like. I know, <laughs> I know. it's like, it is ironic. To be a good person, you should be uh, even cute. You shouldn't, you shouldn't get angry all and the time. I'm like, fuck you. Eat my dick, you dumb fuck. <laughs> oh my God. So, okay, but he talks about how, like, he has his disciples and he's talking to them, and then he's like, he's like, forget everything I've taught you. He's like, forget me. He's like, He's like you're my you're don't become believers in Zarathustra. He's like don't do that. Don't become believers in me. Like there there are no. 
He's like, you, he's basically what he's trying to say is like, think for yourself, take the lessons that I've taught you, but now use them and apply them to your own philosophy and your own perspective on life. Yeah. He's like, you can take the key messages, which is kind of what his idea to... was in the first place. It's like, yeah. he's saying like, <laughs> because I, about me, just listen to what I told yeah. you. Well, no, I mean, I think, I think that what, I think that what he sensed, but it's, it's unclear. I mean, the writing's like not very clear and straightforward. It's a lot to take in. But from what I understand, it's that he was worried that his followers, his disciples Would were, put him on a pedestal. were becoming, yeah, like believers in him, like he was a demigod or something. And he was like, don't do that. Stop it. He was like, don't do that, man. You're yeah. not supposed to He's do like, that. He's like, don't, uh, don't, like, you know, you can, I don't know, don't have idols and stuff. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, just forget Zarathustra. And then he goes away back up on the mountain. Right. But we'll talk about that next time. Once the Tarantulas actually had some stuff that I thought was interesting, like, as far as media consumption. Because, like, the Tarantulas, I think, are, like, the kind of people that talk about, like, they want, like, if someone has something, they want to talk shit about the person with the thing. Whoever, like, this person has too much stuff. We're going to bring them down because uh, it's, like, they have too much power or they have too much of this. But it's, like, it, like... In all actuality, like they're they're gonna talk like they're saying that because they want everyone to be even or whatever, or like they they're gonna make it sound like that person did something wrong for having something, whether it be like money or skill or anything. But really, like the only thing keeping them from being like bad is their lack of power. But like he talks about how like the tarantulas will all talk to themselves, like amongst themselves, and that kind of reminded me of like how. It's really easy to like get in a political bubble, you know mm -hmm, what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like a belief bubble where you're just talking to people that all believe the same stuff as you. Yeah. And that kind of, I don't know, the, the, this, the part in the book about the tarantulas reminded me a lot about some of what goes on with like people's ideas. And uh, there's nothing funny there. <laughs> well, we're not looking for funny necessarily. <laughs> we're looking for interesting and it could be funny. But... That's interesting, and I need to I need to go back over that part. And you know what? I think it's possible that our translations could be different, and maybe it didn't say tarantulas in mine, because I feel like I would have remembered that. That seems something that up that your seems alley. like yeah. something I wouldn't have. But I will listen back to it because you're right. Because as I was listening to the first part, I was like, a lot of this does relate to the media consumption thing. So I was thinking it would be good to link it back. But this is the. Um, what you just made me think of is also it's like people who gossip. It's like that wouldn't pass the uh, justification test, the time justification test. Like if you're going to sit and talk with someone, I find that a lot of the time I find that I'm hanging out with a comic or like we're at an open mic and, and we're standing outside. Other people or whatever. We're talking about other comics. We're gossiping. And then if I was being honest with myself, I would say, why even talk? to this person if you're just going to talk about other people and it's probably not good things yeah. I mean sometimes it is good things sometimes it's like yo did you see so and so they had such a good set I yeah. really like how they've grown and this and that that's that's okay yeah and that can also be like how you grow like if someone like did something that you you, like, you know you should be observing yeah, you can what other people are it. doing you can analyze that's it with the consumption else. part of so then that will be justified yeah but then I find a lot of the time it's like Yo, this guy's been like really annoying. Did you hear what he did on Friday? Yeah. No way. Well, oh, I know what he did last week. Yeah. And then I actually heard something. I saw a tweet and it was political. And 
it was like it, I'm definitely I, guilty of that uh, sometimes. Everyone is, I think. Everyone yeah. gossips. I'm just like, if I'm gonna apply the same standard that I have to my media, like if I'm gonna say, you know what, I'm not gonna play video games. I'm gonna read instead. What was because it? I can was justify the reading. Aristotle or was it Plato who had like the, the there are like five <laughs> rules that, or five questions you should ask yourself before you talk. Like, is it useful? Is it good? Is it, uh, like, there are, like, five questions that he says that you should, like, think of before you talk. Because, like, if it's not useful, why say it? If it's not good, why would you say it? Right. If it's not going to, like, make something happen, like, you don't need to... A lot of people talk to talk and don't say very much when they talk. Yeah, some people are afraid of silence, too, when they're... That was on, uh, did you see Bill Burr's new special? I'm going to see... I think that you see his special? Yeah, it was good. He actually <coughs> yeah, it was, it was really, really good. good. Okay, continuing. That's part of the consumption thing is want I think digesting comedy is important. Yeah, okay, well but I don't want to stop watching comedy. I know a lot of people No, it but might it's be a good or a bad thing, but like It's justified. Of course it's justified. You wanna be a comedian. Yeah. So do you wanna see what's happening? I yeah. mean, I watched Bill Burr's special and within that first half hour I'm like Oh, I have to cut like four of my jokes. Oh, yeah. They're too similar. Yeah, you actually had a lot you know of stuff the jokes that's really that I'm similar. Talking about. I do, yeah. But I love that. Like, yeah. okay, if I see another... That actually uh, makes me really happy uh, when I yeah. see, see a comedy special get released. And I'm like, I know someone that has that same bit and I know that they weren't like biting him. It, you exactly. Know? So if I see a, another open mic comic do it, I'm like, ah, oh, shucks. Yeah. But, or I'll be like, when did you start doing that? Yeah. How long? I've been doing it for two years. How long have you had that joke? You know, with like, me, I like unless it's word for word verbatim. I don't feel like I've been gypped. Like if we have the same, if we're tackling the same subject, I don't care. Yeah. If it's word for word verbatim, it's like, oh, that was probably either me or that person. But for me, it's all situational. But usually, if someone else tells the bit and they're an open micer, I drop the bit because I'm like, it's not that good then. Yeah. If it's too close. To if me, it's like not I, that close, I'm like, hey, we're just not going to do that on the same night. Yeah. That's all. If Which, we're on the same show, yeah, I'm going to be like, like, are you doing that bit? Because if not, then I'll do my bit. I'm kind of like, I don't know. Like, it's like, to me, it's all under construction anyway. You exactly. Know? Like, so it's like, exactly. all right, so maybe I'm not, I'm not going to get rid of that bit. I'm going to build it into something different. Yeah. I can, can keep applying my, make my perspective different. Yeah. And then with, <laughs> in this case, but when it happens with Bill Burr, who's like one yeah. of my favorite comics. That's a comic. Because you know, I, there's one, in, like when he's talking about feminists and he's talking about women, yeah, I was talking, like, yeah. we, I was right. So now when I see that, I'm like, I'm on the right track here. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, perfect, scrap it all. Now I got to think of a better way to say it. I need it. to think of new ways to make fun of women. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, Bill just raised the bar on me. Yeah. So now I will meet the challenge because Bill is the bridge and I will be the Ubermensch. <laughs> <laughs> Nietzsche. Have you ever, I really get a kick out of the fact that you're Jewish and like apply, like <laughs> get a real kick out of the fact that you're inspired by someone whose philosophy was used by But it Nazis. was, but that's the thing. But that's, that's really bullshit. Funny. But that's bullshit though. And actually, if you get to this part of the book that I'm talking about, when he's like, don't listen yeah. to, like, don't, it's, my word is not gospel. It would directly go against it, it, what people mean claim that it wasn't about still him. applied to, like, I just think it's fucking Yeah, but, like, people can misinterpret the Wizard yeah. of Oz to cause people a genocide. misinterpret the fucking Bible. If they want to, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, the Bible's supposed to be all that is holy and good, and yet they, like, 
I mean, okay, let's say, like, what about the Quran? That's like the book of peace and holiness, and they throw gays off of roofs. <laughs> so, yeah, that ended up working out great. Nietzsche's no exception. If anything, that just shows that he was very influential. But it's kind of like a double-edged sword when you're that influential. It's like people can use it for good or people can use it for yeah, evil. Yeah, I mean, he got taken out of context the same way jokes get taken out yeah. of context. And yeah, yada. yeah. So what was I going to say, though? I was going to say something. We're talking about Bill Burr. You have to raise the bar. No, but then it was it was before we even digressed to Bill Burr. It was before we even got there. Why did you even write a fucking uh, rubric? (laughs) I don't know because there's a lot. This is like three pages, and there's more that we're gonna get through. We're not gonna get through this whole episode. We're 32 minutes in, but this is good. We leave the people wanting more, and this will be like a uh, recurring conversation or whatever. It'll be like a it'll be like a conversation where we take a week off in between. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It'll it'll be like a podcast. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But this will be like a meta. No, no, no. It's like a micro podcast because it's like a podcast within a podcast. There's like story time with Dave. uh, We're getting postmodern. What do we call it? What do we call the Nate? What do we call the Nate episodes? What do we call the episodes with you? They have to have a name. I so think people... I need to just start my own podcast. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. Let me profit off of your talent <laughs> and your perspective. Let me profit off of it. You don't do it yourself, okay? Okay. You don't need okay. to. And then I'll start a podcast <laughs> network, and then you can have a podcast under the umbrella of the Dave Network, because I'm not very creative with <laughs> names. So I'll just call it the Dave Network. That's a really, okay. I feel like Dave Chappelle would do that anyway. I mean, he would uh, start his own clothing line and put it as. I know, in DC. It says DC on all his clothes. Dude, that's fucking baller. I love That's it. baller as fuck. Of course it is. He wore a onesie. That was, it, I, would it be a romper? Whatever. It's a onesie. It's a romper. They're I'm laying down. Thing. No, I'm They're not going to lay thing. down because the audio is going to come in different. But that would be comfortable. That would look like that's how that's the most story time with Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Super actually story. Actually, the picture is like you lying down on your stomach with your like feet in the air, yeah. <laughs> with like a book. <laughs> I have definitely recorded like that before. <laughs> now, okay, okay. So, I guess. Ah, oh, but what the fuck was the point that I wanted to get? At? So we were talking about how like you need a perspective. You got to build a perspective. And in that part of the spoke Zarathustra, he's saying like, don't just use my perspective because I always find that um, I'm like a prisoner of the moment with what I'm reading or like who whose work I'm reading. So now I'm in my writing because I'm reading a Mark Twain book right now, like yeah. a Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court. I told you about that book. No. Okay. I actually just finished the Prince and the Pauper. Is that a Mark Twain book? Yeah. What's that about? Um, it's about uh, a prince and a pauper. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Okay. What happens is uh, they end up switching places with each other, and they go oh. through like this pretty crazy adventure. Uh, and because these two kids are born one at the on the same day, they're born separate from each other. One's incredibly rich. One's incredibly <laughs> poor. They look very similar, and like the the pauper ends up becoming he. All he ever wanted to do is like meet a prince. And he ends up becoming a kind of prince in his own world. And then he meets up with the prince and they switch places. And then the whole book is about them getting back to their original positions because they end up not liking where they are. Oh, so he'd like rather be, uh, right. And it's about how their perspectives have changed. Like their perspectives both change after they've been in the other person's circumstances. I see. That's interesting. It's like parent trap. (laughs) 
But yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's like 13 going on 30 or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's like one of those. <laughs> yeah, but that's um. Well, this book is uh, is about this. I mean, what I was thinking. Okay, I'll say that in a second. But but what you were saying, like reading a book, you always end up. It does change how you think a little bit while you're reading a book. Yeah, and it affects, yeah, yeah. Like you apply those it's, ideas that it, you get from other people. If you're in that zone, and then um, have you heard like the quote, "Art is thievery"? I love that. No, I never heard that. You can steal. You can totally steal art from people as long as you're stealing from obscure enough places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, have you ever seen the um, libertarian perspective on like patent laws and copyright laws? No, they're like none, nothing. You know. And I haven't even determined like how I feel about it because I never thought about it. Yeah. But I'd say I'm like for it to an extent. But they bring up a good, like copyright laws, for example. It's like after the person dies, seventy years after that, then it becomes available for you know. I mean, there's reasons why if you if I was reading a classic novel on this podcast and reading ex- excerpts from it, I wouldn't be sued yeah. or get it demonetized. It's because the copyrights. Wore off. Yeah, wore off. That author died, 70 years went out in that copyright, if they had one. So wait, libertarians are like, you should be allowed to just read it verbatim, like, when, whenever? Or libertarians like, no, are, like, are like, it's it's weird. It's like, they say there's no such thing as inter- intellectual property. That's what they say. Okay. And then there's, like, the Ayn Rand, the Ayn Rand perspective That'd which be an there's interesting a perspective to apply to comedy where you're just like, oh, I like that joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that joke. That's my joke now. But then the Ayn Rand is the exact opposite. She's like, you own everything. It's as though it's your, it's a, you know, an object in your home and theft of it is like bad news. Like no one can steal it. Like it's yours. Yeah. You created it. And then I don't know. And there's no middle ground. You can, you have to choose one of those. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, on the one hand, what you just brought up, I'm thinking... Well, if it was jokes, then I have an Ayn Rand perspective on it. I'm like, don't touch my jokes. Unless it's a broad um But the idea topic. of your jokes is yeah. like 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 I was like last 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 week we were talking about like how Louis C.K.'s or Bill or Doug Stanhope's like bit about like you you don't deserve to have kids, you shouldn't have kids and like that kind of thing. Right. That touches on Nietzsche's ideas like Right. Most of, like it's like you I don't think that very many people have had an original thought. Yeah. So I'm actually going to take that back. I wouldn't have Ayn Rand's perspective because then the if you had Ayn Rand's perspective on that, then the appropriate response to someone having parallel thought to you would be like a really aggressive combative response. Yeah. Like if someone just happened to think of the same thing as you and you're like, "That's my property." Yeah. How dare you steal my property? You know, and then yeah, you yeah. start like freaking out. But you went into my living room yeah. without asking. <laughs> and then and then on the other hand, like what what libertarians say at least about copyright laws, I'm like, yeah, no, it shouldn't be seventy years after they die. So two entire lifetimes. Yeah. That you can't even touch it. You can't even like like that's that to me seems like excessive. A little overkill. How about like ten years after they die? Like that's that's seventy? And how that, arbitrary. You I knew that media consumption was going to be uh, a very broad <laughs> yeah, I know. well it's good it's good because this is cover like three episodes for us so yeah this will be good and then you know like well we'll think of something throughout the week and then if something from the Nietzsche book applies this is where we'll we'll kind of um the we'll mer- merge these two ideas as we go along for the next few episodes that we do over the next few weeks where we'll merge thus spoke Zarathustra media consumption writing reading like all of these ideas and then how they 
I don't know, because I feel like a lot of the Nietzsche stuff that we're reading in the book relates to what we're talking about here. The things that we're learning through comedy, those relate, all this stuff. Specials that come out, we just mentioned the Bill Burr special, it's like it all links up. Yeah. You know, but... I consume a lot of media. (laughs) Me too, me too. Um, (laughs) Okay, so, anyway, but now I lost my spot again. That's okay. Oh my goodness. Well, we're talking about libertarianism. We don't need to... Yeah, and then we we're talking about Ayn Rand, and I'm like, how do we get here? How I do we get here? I still have to read that. That's like one of those things that's on the list. But it's like so much right it's now. too much. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay. This is the book. This is the book. You got to read this, guys. Read this book. Check this out. Read this book. What I... Read this book. Check this out. Read this book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, check this out. Check it. This is how the book... This is what the book you is about. You sound like you're about to start rapping. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check this out. Check this book. Mark Twain. Mark Twain. Read this book. Yeah, what up? What up? Okay, so Mark Twain. Look, Mark Twain. You know him. You love him. He wrote a book called The Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court. And it's about this guy. Do you ever see the movie uh, Black Knight with, with Martin Lawrence? Forever ago. Yeah. Well, you, what happens in the movie? He Something happens to him and he's just back in medieval times, right? Uh-huh. That's this book. That's oh, where they okay. got the story from. Oh. It's like this guy in 1879, yeah. he gets hit on the head, and he's just in the year 529. Awesome. And there's knights and stuff. It's weird how that shit does happen. Like, he, there's like a person that got hit on the head and just started speaking in like oh, a yeah. different accent. And I know. It's just like, how did that fuck? That's so weird that it's that's, amazing. that can happen at all. So this, I mean, I'm almost, I'm almost halfway through. It's so good. It's so good. And one of the reasons why it's even better is because it's um, I have the, it's the audio book and it's narrated by Nick Offerman. You know oh, Nick Offerman. and he's got a good voice for uh, that too. Yeah. It's like perfect for Mark Twain. I bet you can hear his mustache. You can totally hear the mustache. He is tremendous. He's tremendous. And I, I just listened to um, Brian Cranston narrates this book called The Things They Carried. It's a Vietnam That's a great war book. book. I didn't like it that much. Maybe really? we could talk about it on a different Let's occasion. Let's talk about it later. We're not going to digress again. Well, we are. <laughs> we are. Just not right at the second. Because that deserves probably its own 10, 15 minutes to talk about. I love about. that book. Let's have an Well, later. that's great because I didn't really like it that much. We could duke <laughs> it out. But Brian Cranston read it and I liked it. But now Nick Offerman reading this book, it's like it's a match made in heaven. It's perfect. And I forget that I it's always... It's fun to read a classic book and then see, see like, oh, this like story... I can see that this, that's what, like, art is thievery. This story, like, the structure, the shape of this story, I see it in this, oh, that, this, and that. Oh, directly taken, directly taken. it's just like, yeah, yeah there, that's what, and also just no original ideas. Like, you, I know. You, you, nothing. There's so few when you really get down to it. There's so few. But this is the other cool thing that I was thinking about. Okay, when, when Brian Cranston's reading that book, I always remembered that it was Brian Cranston reading the book. Uh-huh. Like, that was always in my head. I was like, okay, Brian. But when, <laughs> with Nick Offerman reading this book, I totally forget that it's Nick Offerman. I'm like, this is the guy in the book. That's this important. Is the main character. So good. But also, it's cool because you know, like, they're, they're superstars. You know, Brian Cranston and Nick Offerman are both big-time stars. They don't have to do audiobooks. They probably didn't get paid too much. I mean, yeah, they probably did because it's Amazon. Yeah. But... 
They I'm have sure to the do money that. was a factor. I'm sure it was, but I'm sure they loved those books because I'm sure Audible was like, "Can you guys narrate like narrate a book for us? Like we don't even care." They probably did. They like probably the selected fact that them. Their celebrity is gonna draw someone into. They do. They have a whole book. They have a whole series of celebrity narrated books. What a weird. I wonder. Like, does that factor into people choosing the book? You know, it did for me. Really? I just saw Nick Offerman, and then I saw that it was a Mark Twain book. And okay. I was like, I really like Nick Offerman, and I've never read a Mark Twain book. I mean, there was a Colin That's Farrell. That's funny. It was Nick Offerman and then Mark Twain for you. Like, I, well, I don't know. Well, it's just weird. I, I had always been meaning to read a Mark Twain book because I never liked... I read like 20 pages when I was younger. Like, um, I never liked... Uh, what's the book that I read? Tom Sawyer or Huckleberry Finn. Oh, you don't I was like, like these? Are, I don't like these. Okay. But, I thought they were fun. But then... Okay, well, it was also the preview because I heard the preview... Of the Nick Offerman thing, and it was written, and then this was after I had read. I read this Mark Twain essay mm-hmm. about comedy, like yeah, yeah, you were a telling few me months ago. And Didn't then he I was make like, fun of British comedy in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I like this Mark Twain. He's like clever and witty yeah. and sarcastic. I want to read more Mark Twain because I haven't read like the Tom Sawyer and like Huckleberry Finn and all that. I haven't read since mm-hmm. I was like I was homeschooled, man. Well, you should read this like one I read before that, you go to those. Like, freshman year, of right? Whatever. No, that was probably eighth grade. I read it. This I don't one should. Shit. This book should be the one that people read. This one's so good. What was it called? The Yankee in Connecticut. <laughs> Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. Okay. And it's just that's a it's fun. Funny too. There's parts where I've laughed out loud because the way he does it, like there's this annoying character, Sandy. We should go to Lucy's in a bit. Okay, what time is it? 7.17. Okay, well, they always started late. But you know what? We'll wrap it up here. We'll wrap it up here. We're leaving the people wanting more. This is Podcasting 101, Nate. I'm going to teach you everything you need to know about podcasting. Then you can steal my intellectual property, and you can go start your own podcast, and I'll never speak to you again. Dave, okay? this is my podcast. Don't talk down to me. Fine, you take my and podcast. my audience. You do all the editing then, of which I do none. But you do it now. No, you I'm, do it. I'm going to delegate that to you. Okay. <laughs> I This is now Nate's podcast. I don't know what he wants to name it. What are we going to name these episodes? We'll think of it later. We're not thinking of it right now. We'll think Unless of you it say later. it right now. Ready? Say it. Go. No. Okay, we'll call these no. No. Any episode that says no, it's just me and Nate talking. <laughs> probably about books. But it'll just be titled No. The Pretentious Cast. I don't know. The Pretentious <laughs> Cast. Okay. We'll, we'll dabble with some ideas on the drive over to Lucy's, which is where we're going right now. We will continue next time talking about media consumption, Mark Twain, Nietzsche, Thus Spoke Zarathustra, whatever we want. There are no rules. There are no rules, You can't people. hold us down. You can't hold us down. Thank you for can't listening. can't tell me nothing. We love you, though. Tell them you love them. Y'all are okay. <laughs> and he said, y'all, what a fucking loser. All right, bye. I love you.